everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? Well, Robbie, this episode has made me so sad and incensed that uh, it's not a new record, especially after last week's episode, but I had hoped that this week maybe be a little better. A little better. And nah, nah, nah. Um, I don't know. We have to dissect the finer points of what really is, what truly is bad. What does bad mean? You know, does it, is it, is it worse than terrible? You know, it's hard to, you know, horrible. Yeah, we have to, I think we're going to, Matt, I think we're, we're, we're facing a challenge. And I think the challenge is we have to come up with more words that, more synonyms for terrible. <laughs> I think that's what really we Ooh, have boy, to do. That is a real challenge. That's our quarantine challenge. A, a finer tier, we need a tier, a, 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 a finer point tier of ways to describe bad Simpsons episodes. Hi guys, we are brought to you by supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash the Simpsons show for only $2 a month. Gain access to all of our bonus content, a bunch of back catalog, bonus episodes, reviews of King of the Hill and Rick and Morty, and even some Bob's Burgers in there. A lot of stuff. I got some people to thank, Matt. All right. Uh, Roderick Russell. Thank you, Roderick. Thank you, Roderick. And Albert Kassinen. I'm guessing. Albert, thank you. Albert, you rock. Uh, and also a quick note. I just, I've been, it's been brought to my attention multiple times and I had to tell Matt, I believe I told Matt uh, as soon as I discovered this fact. Um, mentioned our last week's episode, Three Gates of the Condo, won an Emmy. It's an Emmy award winning episode of The Simpsons, Matt. But we didn't know what it'd beaten out at the time. You know, and I told you this, it beat, uh, you know, and I, we, I even had a, a conjecture and like, oh, it, Futurama was was going was going strong in, in 2003 2002 it sh- there should be a Futurama episode was going against right and I was right it was Jurassic Park you remember Jurassic Park right now oh I I very much remember Jurassic Park It's the only episode of Futurama that I refused to watch even though one of the movies retconned it to be not quite so sad because uh what the hell how in the world just yeah, uh, three gays that kind of beat out Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park, one of the most heartbreaking episodes so of episodes of television that's ever been created, and three gays that kind of is just kind of ineffable garbage. This week's episode is "Dude, Where's My Ranch?" Episode EABF thirteen, originally aired April twenty seventh, two thousand and three, written by Ian Maxstone Graham, directed by Chris Clements, received a eleven point seven one rating, good for thirty fourth overall. Uh, the couch gag. The Simpsons are mimes that sit on an imaginary couch. I think this is a this is a new one, Matt. We're going. We swung back around to new ones again. Okay, it's Good fine. To know. I mean, the season's almost over, so yeah, it's fine. You know, it's simple. I give it. I like at a certain point if the Simpsons just do so anything that's just simple and clean, I applaud them. The couch gag is they, they it's kind of forced their hand because they have like six seconds, so they have to. It has to be a relatively simple right. idea. Episode guest stars. Jonathan Taylor Thomas as Luke Stetson. Remember JTT? I do remember uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, a.k.a. Young Simba. Whatever happened to JTT? I think he just got tired of all the crap and... He hasn't done anything since being on a few episodes of Last Man Standing, which was Tim Allen's newest show. Oh wow, interesting. He was on a few episodes of that, but other than that, he has not. I just I guess he just doesn't act anymore, which is fine. I'm sure he made tons of money as a kid. Um, also, it stars Andy Circus as Cleany. 
Ugh, a very deep why? and a nuanced role as Cleanie and uh, David Byrne, uh, lead singer of the Talking Heads, as himself. Uh, which David Byrne actually has a pretty substantial part in this episode. So there's that. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm glad that Andy Circus could show up for literally 10 minutes, do a golem, and leave. <laughs> We're not there yet, Matt. Come on, you gotta, we got to bide our time before we get to Andy Circus. Fine, fine, uh, the episode fine. begins with the Simpsons out caroling. Very strange that this is supposedly a Christmas episode. It starts out as a Christmas episode, I guess. Because I guess there's enough time goes by that it's not a Christmas episode anymore. It's just very strange that in April we get, oh, it's winter. It's snowing and they're singing Christmas carols. Um, right. They're out caroling. They're singing songs to a bunch of people. Get a couple gags. Uh, you know, Burns unleashes, releases the hounds on them. Uh, they sing a strange version of Hava Nagila to Krusty and his dad. Uh, finally, they get to the uh, blue-haired lawyer's house, who is, has some bad news for them. Cease and desist! You are forbidden to perform that song without paying royalties to the copyright owner. Nobody owns Christmas carols. They belong to everyone, like grapes at the grocery store. Not true, but you are welcome to sing the many beloved public domain carols, such as Oh, Tannenbaum, Good King Wenceslas, Hey, Zoo, Joy of Man's Desiring. Oh, suck. They're worse than nothing. I could write way better songs. Go ahead, but don't use A-flat or G-natural. Those notes are owned by Disney. Oh. That's A-flat. Oh. That's better. That's it. I'm writing a Christmas carol. If I can make my own clothes, I can do anything. (laughs) Christmas in December. Wow, wow, wow. Give me tons of presents. No, no, no. Hey, Homer, writing a new Christmas carol? Maybe. Well, the Bible says it's fun to do stuff together. There's a stranger in the manger and his name is Love. Take it, Homer. Oh, I got it. You want me to stay out here and work on the chorus? Lanners, I am a patient, reasonable, handsome man. But even I have my limits. Now beat it. Why, thank you, Homer. It's a popsicle in my favorite flavor. Plain. Isn't it fun when Homer goes out to write his own song and just... Why Why is this happening already, Robbie? This what, is what just do you mean, weird. what is happening already? You mean Homer writing why, a song? Yeah, why, why is that? Because that's the first act. That's the mini-episode within this episode. Mm-hmm. The first act episode, because uh, we know... You know, both of us huge Simpsons fans know that the Simpsons work best when they just release a like six and a half minute mini episode that is the first act. And then they release another 14 minute episode that is the second and third acts together. Because that's what this is. The first act is exactly how that act is entirely disconnected from everything else. It uh, There's nothing like literally nothing. Like it all all they needed was a reason for them to go to a dude ranch. You don't guess what? You don't need a reason. They can just go on a vacation. They can just go there. They can just go on a vacation and go to a dude ranch. It doesn't They had David Byrne and they're like, How do we get David Byrne into this episode? Okay. Yeah, he sings. So Homer Homer's trying to write a song. Trying to write a Christmas carol, I guess. But then cause Flanders annoys him so much, Homer writes a song about Ned Flanders. This is a very long clip, uh, but it includes pretty much all the song 
and a lot of David Byrne stuff, uh, which I thought, you know, might as well just lump it all together. Everybody in the USA hates their stupid neighbor. He's Flanders and he's really, really lame. Flanders tried to wreck my song. His views on birth control are wrong. I hate his guts and Flanders is his name. F-L-A-N-R-D-S He's the man that I hate best. I'd like to see his house go up in flame. Excuse me. I've been researching indigenous folk music of Springfield, and I couldn't help overhearing your delightfully cruel hate song. David Byrne? Singer, artist, composer, director, talking head. And I used to wrestle under the name El Diablo. I thought that was Philip Glass. Yeah, he wishes. Hey, mister, if you like my song so much, would you like to buy a tape? It's already rewound. No, thanks, but I would like to sing it with you and produce it. Ugh, fine. His name is Ned! E-R-S! That's a stupid name! He's worse than Frankenstein or Dr. No! You can't upset him even slightly He just smiles and nods politely Then goes home and worships nightly His leftorium is an emporium of woe! Springfield rocks with Homer's joyous loathing Filling clubs with angry Valentinos You don't have to move your feet Just hate Flanders to the disco beat Is your perky peppy nightmare neighborino If you despise polite left-handers Then I doubt you'll like that Flanders Or his creepy little offspring rod and tot That's us! Hooray! His name is Ned. E-R-S. He's so white bread. The smiling mustache kid who walks with God. Mass dismissed. Hey, what are we going to wear tomorrow? What do you think about that song? What do you think about that song, Matt? I mean, it's catchy, uh, but it's stupid as hell. (laughs) (laughs) It is catchy. It is stupid as hell. I agree on both notes. Um... I like, I, you know, I like David Byrne. I like the Talking Heads. I like his weird movies that he makes. Um, so I don't mind. Like, this is fine. It's it's like a little diversion, really. It's nothing. Like, it's it like it's hard. hard like, in a vacuum, I think this is fun. It's when... Okay. Can, this episode is asking us, one, to say that this song is a... Tr- gigantic pop hit that everyone in town is constantly listening to and they can't get away from that's that's what's, what's going to happen spoiler if you haven't seen the episode yeah and, and i not even the town matt like the world i that's my impression is that this is like a nationwide hit until they go to the dude ranch which is out of the range of radio apparently yeah of course uh <laughs> It's. It doesn't really matter because this. It, they don't care about this as soon as they get to the ranch. All of this is completely forgotten until the last thirty seconds of the episode. It, it's just very strange that that it's so disconnected, and it because it's so disconnected. I just go, oh, okay, it's fine. And I, you know, the song's catchy, um, but it was also so insanely unrealistic. If this, it feels like they're parodying themselves, like. there was like the joke about homer's barbershop quartet was you know oh 
10 years ago, 15 years ago, De- Homer was a one-hit wonder with his barbershop quartet group. And it's already been forgotten. But they want us to just, like, immediately, like, just... And that... But they use the whole episode to tell that story. So it doesn't make it seem as crazy. When you literally jam in the minute... Like, span of, like, four minutes. Oh, yeah. Homer has written a song about Ned Flanders, about hating his neighbor. Very particular in-jokes about Ned Flanders. Which is, which is very show tune as well. Yeah, very... A big show tune, which is, you know typical for the simpsons and it's like david burns good in it it's just crazy that they're just like oh yeah it's a huge number so popular so so popular that they can't escape it and i'm like well are they rich now like are we just ignoring the entire everything else that would be implied by them having this number one hit like do they spend all the money on the dude ranch is that is that what happens? Like all that, all that, all that money they used to get from selling the song, or did David Byrne steal all the money? We don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah, we're honestly. assuming David Byrne stole all the money. That's usually what happens to the Simpsons. They get bad contracts. That's, I guess, that's true. So they they can't escape the song. It's so popular. They cannot escape it. It's always on the radio. Everywhere they go, they hear it, and they're tired of it. They hate it. Homer hates his own creation. Um, there's a Shatner spoken word version. I don't. I guess there's probably that I wonder is that right is this is probably near when Shatner released that uh the Ben Folds produced album I'm guessing oh boy yeah um but they decide they need to go on a vacation to escape the song and they they need to decide where they're going Field. why don't we take a vacation and get away from that song for a while well I guess we could afford one nice trip I still think you should have left that at the motel what it said take one Balloon Ride, Wax Museum, the Denzel Washington Monument, Colonial Phoenix. Hey, Dude Ranch! And there's no radio or TV, so we won't have to hear your song! Sweet! Or we could go to Walter Gropius's Bauhaus Village. And fight the crowds? Forget it. The Simpsons are going to Bart's idea! Simpsons are going to Bart's idea. Yep, that's where they're going. That's what we're going to call it. So they drive away, um, and then we get David Byrne again singing uh, a Calypso version, I believe, of the of the song or something. And uh, and he has salsa. Oh, salsa! Excuse me. Uh, Calypso is probably the other. Isn't that the uh, Treehouse of Horror episode where this exact plot happens? So, yeah, <laughs> this exact plot. Yeah, the, the Simpsons go Calypso. That's the Simpsons go Calypso. Got it. But David Byrne is then kidnapped by Mo. And uh, it gets involved in a misery subplot that comes around in the end. I guess. I don't know. We got a commercial uh, six minutes and 40 seconds in. And when we come back, we're finally at the beginning of Act Two introduced to the Lazy Eye Ranch. Get, get it? Lazy Eye? <laughs> uh, but despite that name, it turns out they have really good internet. Welcome to the Lazy Eye Ranch, where we give you a week of rustic ranch living. Do you have an internet connection? Internet? <laughs> Son, the only internet connection we got is a dedicated DSL port in the business center. Or you could patch in through the smart fridge in your cabin. Hmm. If said fridge is truly smart, it will be filled with hot pockets and bologna by the time I get there. Goodbye. I mean, hot pockets and bologna are horrifically bad for you, but they don't taste the worst. So, you know, maybe it is smart enough. 
also it's really fun to think of a DSL line as 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 good internet as America tries to get rid of all the DSL lines. It's better than dial up. It's better than dial up. That is true. Which is what the alternative was in that day. Uh, so immediately, uh, as we see at the ranch, there is a legacy of uh, Native American erasure, cruelty to animals, uh, just all kinds of, of bad things, essentially, uh, that the you know the old West was all about. Uh, because that's the way people were back then. So, uh, Matt, Matt, Matt starts... wait, let me wait before you get into anything more. I want to, okay. you know, you mentioned, you know, Native erasure and our, you know, our frankly our history of genocide to uh-huh. indigenous peoples. I'm sure this episode, now that it's acknowledged that with Lisa, it certainly will not fall into l- the laziest portrayal of Native Americans full of stereotypes and racism. They won't do that, right? Oh, Robbie, you sweet son of a child. Oh, no. It's so cute that you would think that. But no, in fact, we're going to get we're going to get there. OK, cool. So the family, we're, we're going to stick at the ranch for now before it gets real bad. Uh, the family starts to go on a little, uh, you know, uh, uh, not really cattle drive, but they're going to ride some horses around. Uh, Bart gets help from Homer and gets upsies uh, to shut up some cowboys, I guess. Weird enough that we're just going to keep moving on. Uh on the other hand, uh, Lisa is at first turned off by this because, oh, she, you know, she's all for animal welfare. But luckily, she beats the dreamy Luke Stetson. Hey, Krabby Hayes, get with the program. I'm sick of this horse slapping and cow taunting. I'm going to my room. Hold it right there. Mama Rattlesnake will be mighty sore if you scrambled her youngin'. Luke Stetson, Junior Wrangler. I'm Lisa Simpson, and you're the first person I've met here who cares about our animal equals. Well, if you like animals, you won't want to disappoint that pony over there. She's just aching to show you around. I'm sure she'd be happier without someone sitting on her back all day. I'm sorry you're not interested, because I need somebody to help me hang these no-hunting and free-to-bet signs. So, yes, obviously, uh, at this point, Lisa is enamored with Luke because of his stance on animal rights and obviously the uh, status of Tibet. Uh, so, sure, Lisa has found someone that she wants to hang out with. Uh, we then get to see the family on their little picnic, uh, which is where we are introduced to Cleanie, uh, because Cookie cooks all the food and sets out a wonderful spread for them. And then hey, Matt, wait, wait. To clean up. you get it? Cookie and Cleanie? Yeah, you get it. <laughs> I, I I do get it. Okay, good. Just yeah, make fact, sure I, I make lot. sure it didn't go over your head. So it's a really it's a lot of nuance Thank there. Goodness. Yep. Uh. So yes. Yeah. It did not go over my head that it, it, the person's name is Cleany and it's basically Gollum. So of course they had to get the actual Andy Circus, wonderful actor that he is, to come in and make some Gollum noises and then leave. You have Andy freaking Circus, and all he does is make a little Gollum noise and leave. Yeah, I don't know why they needed necessarily Andy Circus to go and make like to make like really like literally three seconds of noises. It just makes no sense. Maybe maybe he was just there on there. Anyway, I mean, yeah, so. sure. Maybe he like he's friends with a one of the writers or something. Maybe maybe. So at this point, uh, we get to probably the worst part of the episode by far. Uh, we get the Native Americans show up, and um, yeah. I thought you guys lived off the land. How come you're selling junk to jerks like us? Used to live and farm in a bountiful valley. Then the river was dammed to make that lake by our ancient enemy, the beaver. Why don't you just chase the beavers away? 
Unfortunately, the beaver is also our god. In retrospect, it was a poor choice. You people are guests in our country, and the beaver have no right to treat you that way. If I get back your land, will you promise to build a casino on it? Sure, and when we do, your breakfast will be comped. How many decks will your blackjack dealers use? Eight. Three. Four. Deal. My brother. Robbie. What? What? Are you, what? What's going on? I, I feel the need to scream. <laughs> I'm not going to. But I just want everyone to know the need is there. I mean, I've, I've yelled. Just make sure you get away from your mic. That's important. Just like yell away. And then the mic will still kick it up. Precisely. Precisely. I'm not going to do that, though. Okay. I'm going to calm myself. <laughs> I'm going to push down the what the fridgery. Oh, my God. This was what? Uh, let me check the date when this came out. Oh, 2003. Yes. In 2003, it was okay to show Native Americans as still wearing tribal you know, gear from would have made sense back into the 1800s. Sorry for shaking the mic, but, and, and worshiping beavers and, and just, just casinos, casino jokes. Really? It's I mean, Matt, there's uh-huh. a very low bar and the Simpsons couldn't clear it. it. It's, it's really not, I don't know. Like, like, do you remember the movie, uh, now I'm now I'm blanking on the name. Of course I am. I literally had it in my head like literally six seconds ago. And now I can't remember. Uh, City Slickers. City Slickers is the name yes, of the movie. I'm trying. Ever City Slickers, 1991. Billy Crystal. Yep. Comedy. Is a good movie, but I haven't seen it since the mid 90s. So yeah, a little worried about you to bring up. No, it's fine. It's a fine. It's fine. It, it's very. It's a very simple. Like hey city folk go to a, a dude ranch and they learn you know the simple life lesson stuff with some buffoonery with billy crystal and daniel stern um it's it's fine but they came out in 1991 mm-hmm. and I, i'm not saying sea is like some masterpiece or anything i would say it's above average it's all right it's good for a saturday afternoon on the couch but it is like it is like that movie is, which came out over a decade earlier, is like Citizen Kane compared to Dude, Where's My Ranch? And it's not all just all, all you have to do is like watch that movie and go, oh, these are jokes. This is about Western jokes about, you know, people who don't know about the West. Here's a way mm-hmm. to here's some a template. So, but instead we get a subplot. Where Bart and Homer are fighting with beavers. Bart right. and Homer are fighting with beavers to give land back to Native Americans? Right, because it's the beavers that took the land, not white people, Robbie. I don't know if you knew that. I just, it's hard to overstate how terrible and lazy this is. That's, and even that's like, it, it is both racist and extraordinarily lazy. You could have a subplot with Native Americans. I wouldn't... There's no time for this in this episode, frankly. They have two bad plots. One is slightly better because it isn't incredibly racist. But the both the A and B plot in this are bad. The A plot is a Lisa plot. B plot is Bart and Homer go to war against beavers for Native Americans. We'll just hand wave away all of that. But... It's just it's just the laziest. This is like these are this is like bonanza level portrayals of Native Americans. And 
they themselves acknowledge Lisa is the one who looks and like, like, look, they killed a bunch of Native Americans to get this land. And then and then we just have the most stereotypical lazy portrayal of Native Natives to show up. And they're like, oh, yeah, we worship beavers, so we can't, you know, we're going to build casinos. I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. This is what we're doing? Like, yes, Robbie, obviously. Like, it, this is not, and this is not like, oh, this happened a million years ago. This is 2003. You're, we've, we've come a long way, but I think we've come far enough to realize that, like, hey, that's not accurate it's not honest it's also incredibly unfunny so like there's where why why is this here there's there's nothing good about it 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 feels time i guess and that's really it does seem to be a plus for season 14 of the simpsons hey this amount of stuff happens so we don't have to do anything else we can stop working uh, yeah, it's it's terrible, Matt. I don't know what to tell you. It it just gets it gets worse. Like this isn't as bad as it gets. Really, Robbie? Well, that's disappointing because <laughs> this is pretty bad. Yeah. Well then, all right. So, uh, we're only halfway through this act, unfortunately. Uh, next up, we get Lisa uh, exploring with Luke, seeing wonderful things. Uh, we see Marge is very concerned about this because she didn't gasp like that until she was a teenager. Uh. We then go back to Homer and Bart uh, trying to defeat the beavers. Uh, they fail uh, because they just go in there and try and tear up the dam. But the beavers swarm them and attack them because uh, beavers run in packs. I don't know if you guys knew that, but there were literally dozens of beavers attacking Homer. Uh, and yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, so we go back to Lisa and Luke as Luke tries to show Lisa around, but is constantly surrounded by animal murder. A barrel full of cow tongues. Uh, Cookie, who has... This is actually kind of funny. Uh, like Tied up a chicken is going to shoot it at point-blank range with a shotgun. Because that's just how Cookie kills chickens, I guess. Uh, and then they go cloud-watching, where we see a cloud that looks like a cow getting its head chopped off by a cloud that looks like an axe. Because apparently there is just animal murder everywhere, and that's all the Old West is. Is Native American uh, genocide and animal murder. And this episode tries to go into the point that, oh, no, the New West is not like that. But they can't seem to get around that because, oh, no, it it still definitely is. Matt, can I ask a question? Mm-hmm. We're like halfway through this episode at this point, right? Uh-huh. What is this episode about? Hmm. This episode is about uh, Lisa getting jealous and... No, that hasn't hmm. happened yet. So don't tell me that. Oh. Oh, you, uh, it can't be about that. Literally, there's nothing we haven't even gotten to that plot point yet. So, I mean, I would say if you're halfway through any art, you should know what it's about by that point. Like any as a viewer, you know, if I'm watching a 90 minute movie by 45 minutes of the way through that movie, I should have a good idea of what the 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 flow of this movie. What is it getting toward? Like, why are we like, why are we following his characters? What are they trying to do? I don't know why the Simpsons. I don't know why the Simpsons should go. There's no reason the Simpsons go to the Dude Ranch. Um, that's the first problem. Uh, Lisa likes Luke. Why? Because he likes. Because he's handsome. He's like her. He respects animals and you know the standard liberal causes that Lisa is all about. Okay, but why is he? But why are we doing that? I'm not talking about like why the characters do these things. I'm asking like why are I'm like you know thematically. What is Lisa trying to get? Is she a boyfriend? 
Like, she's eight. She's not going to date a 13-year-old. No, no. What is Lisa trying to get? Um, She has a crush on an older boy. Characters, that seems to be the, the crux. Characters want things, generally. Why do Homer Bart want to help the Native Americans? Do we know? No. Uh, because they're going to get free breakfast and at the casino they're going to build, obviously. Okay. Uh, that's what I'm saying. There's n- there's no through line in any of this crap. It's just a bunch of stuff happening. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. So, there you go. So, uh, Marge talks to Lisa about Luke. Uh, basically, Marge and Lisa go to some weird hot spring that we only see this once and never see again. And they're just hanging out. And Marge tries to talk to Lisa and say, hey, you know, you're too young. L- Luke is 13. So, obviously, he's five years older than Lisa. Uh, which is a lot when you're eight and tries to tell Lisa that, oh, you know, you're too young for this, blah, 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 the usual parent thing. Uh, Lisa, of course, realizes that this is crazy and says completely ignores Marge. Uh, But then they go, Lisa and Luke make music together with Luke on the guitar and Lisa on her saxophone. And Marge, of course, sees this and is just like freaking out about kids growing up too fast, blah, blah, blah. Her the usual thing. Homer strategizing for his beaver encounter and failing. Uh, and then we get a terrible joke about Maggie growing up too fast because she's dancing to a Britney Spears routine. This is literally the same joke they did in C. Doe. Oh, it is. And literally it's, the it's same still joke. Incredibly dumb. It wasn't yeah. like it's not a good joke. And like, let's see, C. Doe was literally four episodes, three episodes ago, <laughs> and wow. they they did the they did the same joke. Like it's literally just the same thing. It's like, oh, Maggie's dancing to like an adult. You know, or sexy song, isn't that? It's hilarious, ha ha ha. Yeah. Moving on, mm-hmm. we learn there's going to be a dance at the Dude Ranch, uh, and Le- Lisa overhears Luke on the phone uh, talking to a girl, saying, "Oh, I'll save the first dance for you. Love you, blah blah blah." And her name is Clara. So Lisa runs off, despondent that the boy she likes likes somebody else. And that's the end of Act Two. This is this is this is where we're going. It's fast and furious. Three episodes in one. I still don't know what's I don't know what's going on. <laughs> like I don't know why we're following these stories. And also, it, it, this episode is really insistent that this is Lisa's first big crush. It says that multiple times. And I'm all about you know I, I, I yeah I understand that, like they're not going to be able to like reference every other previous episode, but it's really hard at this point for us to, for me to go oh yeah I'll just forget the ten other episodes where Lisa's had crushes. <laughs> Like, Lisa's date with density. Oh, you mean she has a crush on someone and, and she ends up mm-hmm. getting hurt because, or Mr. Bertram, or, or like, you know, old, like, are we, how many times do, even, like, literally, uh, Jesse Grass, like, how, that was, like, two seasons ago, and she does incredibly, something incredibly dumb for him. Of course. She, she lives in a tree. Okay. Uh, we come back from Marshall. It's 14 minutes and five seconds in, in the, to, into this episode. Um, we, we, Lisa's out, uh, riding her horse, uh, upset still because she thinks, um, Luke doesn't, Luke has a girlfriend and, uh, then she runs into that girlfriend, just happenstance out on a trail. I can't believe Luke has another gal. My name is Clara. I've known Luke for more than five days. Excuse me. Is this the way to the Lazy Eye Ranch? Yeah, it sure is. But a quicker way to the ranch is that shortcut. Thanks, darling. See you at the dance. <laughs> I look forward to it. <laughs> I hate you. Wow, look at that. Lisa hates somebody immediately for no reason. 
I do they do they know we want to like our main characters? No, Robbie, because they think that all that matters is that the main characters are there. It doesn't matter whether we like them or not. How foolish of you! Like, I know it's more work to have Lisa do something that is not overtly villainous. Like a to, for her to behave like in a gray area. Like maybe Clara does get to the ranch and then she you know, tries to undermine Clara and Luke, but, you know, that would immediately try and that would ruin their twist that Clara is mm -hmm. Luke's sister and not his girlfriend. Of course. So instead, they just have Lisa send her off to die? Uh-huh. Of course. Like, she's a... Well, Clara... Fair, she said, oh, here's a random shortcut you should take instead of this. So I don't think she is literally sending Clara off to die. She's just trying to buy some time. That doesn't... I... But still. Like, like, here, Matt. You know what? You know uh -huh. what solves this all these pro this problem of of Lisa not knowing Clara is Luke's sister and of her hating her. You know what all solves all this? What's that? A single conversation. Well, that's crazy, Robbie. You can't expect people who have feelings to talk to other people about their feelings. A single conversation defeats the plot of this episode, and that means it's bad. I mean, there's lots of reasons it's bad, but that's what. Okay, that is a uh, the least of a plot. The a plot it is defeated by one conversation. So, who now we get the <laughs> the coup de gras of the Beaver B plot, where Bart and Homer's big plan to defeat the Beavers is to throw a bunch of furniture on the ground, mm -hmm. and. So the beavers go, oh my god, look, that's wooden furniture. We are clearly cartoon beavers, so we cannot stop ourselves from going after some wooden furniture. Including a wooden mini-fridge, somehow. There's oh, a, a $17 pack of cards, because haha, <laughs> mini-fridge jokes in 2000. Mini-bar, there's a, Matt, there's a lot of those very low-hanging fruit mini-bar, jokes about mini-bars being expensive, joke... Literally, the joke earlier in the episode is Homer stealing a travel brochure, a travel brochure holder and then saying, oh, they said take one. Wah, wah. And I'm like, oh, my God. Come on, guys. Uh, so while the beavers are distracted, clearly, uh, Homer and Bart find the master log, uh, which is the key to the entire dam. And they just pull out, the, and Bart pulls out this gigantic log all by himself, and then it uh, destroys the dam. Guess those beavers are screwed. I guess we don't. Who cares about them? We don't even think like I, I, the A Like, are we? Are, do the A and the B plots know they are happening? Like, the A plot is all about Lisa wanting animals not to get hurt, and then the B plot is di directly counter to everything Lisa stands for with bad ra racist stereotypes and beavers getting injured well to be fair lisa has doesn't know about the beavers so it's okay that they got her because lisa doesn't know about it okay cool um but then the but because the dam's gone now there's no lake there's no lake anymore matt the lake is now back to the river it once was and it has it has un unearthed on the old native american village that has teepees in it and they just move right back in like immediately, like immediately they are just, they run down in and they light a fire and they start just living their lives in teepees. Mm -hmm. 
The teepees are still there. They were under the water the whole time. I, I don't know how anyone with with can straight face just put this in their television show. Well, Robbie, you see, they don't care. <laughs> Apparently not. And Ian Maxwell Graham is a generally a writer that I, 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 I most of his episodes are, I, I think are good, uh-huh. better than they should be given most of the you know the times where they've been used. But really, they teepees, and they just go back and live it. Like this is not, this is not some ridiculous satire or or, or attempt at at lampooning are th- what we think native americans are this is not some high-minded commentary about popular conceptions of native american and native american stereotypes this is just lazy stereotypes native americans don't live in teepees they live in houses they live in teepees they don't dress like that they're not still getting treaties they're getting old treaties broken apparently still that's still going on but they're not getting new they have a mailbox with a bunch of treaties in it and then a magazine about peace pipes. And I'm like, mag. There is a there's a joke in this episode where they get a magazine and it's about it's peace pipe aficionado, peace pipe aficionado. Oh boy, what's mm-hmm. the what's the opposite of funny? Like what's the, like the the negative? Like what is? I'm it, not sure we it have steals. That. It, what is it? What is what is the word for something that literally steals joy from me? It's like, is it like a vampire, like emotional vampire? Because that's what this is. This is like like that. Yeah, Yeah. this joke is like an emotional vampire where I I act. I anti laugh. It's an anti laugh is what happens. It's an anti laugh equation. Yeah, it's the anti. Oh, my God, man. (laughs) Dork side is here to take the anti laugh equation. Oh no! That's what we. That's what the Simpsons are. <laughs> they were, yeah. they were. The Simpsons is is is, is basically become <laughs> the fourth world. <laughs> it's, it's, it's apocalypse all over again. Mm-hmm. Where's the mother box? Um, the anti laugh equation is at full effect in this episode. Um, uh, so we cut to the the, the big dance uh, at the dude ranch. Uh, there's some bad dad, uh, bad music, and all the families there, and they're all dancing. Uh, we learn that Rich Texan is going to jail for you know his bullet, one of his errant bullets hit a Texas Ranger, and now he has to use blanks, but it's just not the same. Also, I want to point out how bad the song is that they're dancing to. It's all bad. It's not, yeah. Like, and I think that's the worst thing is like that song early on is very catchy. This song is just bland and d- d- dumb. Um, so we find the big reveal because Luke is like, "Where's my sister?" and or "Where's Clara?" and Lisa's like, "Oh, well, she must not like you." And he's like, "Well, my sister certainly wouldn't do that." And Lisa's like, "Oh no, Clara is a sister." And almost, you know, you could have maybe had her think for maybe six seconds that maybe not. All women are potential love interests for Luke, and he does have a family. <laughs> or Luke would maybe mention that he has a sister to Lisa at some point, but, you know, God forbid we have any... The characters talk to each other and reveal information that the plot says they can't. So Lisa runs to go save... Go find Clara, I guess, and takes Bart with her. And they very hastily explain all this away. Clara is trapped because there's a river... 
now where the trail was because of the beaver, um, and it, it, she can't swim. There's a joke about her being one lesson short of knowing how to swim. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Bart gets the beavers to bite down a tree, and the tree, a big tree, falls down, and Clara can use the tree to escape. Um, and Lisa confesses to what she did right away, immediately. Clara says it's attempted murder. Uh, not really attempted murder. That's requires like direct action, not telling someone to. Might, I don't know crime that would be like saying go down that trail. Is it even a crime? Manslaughter? If they ended up dying? No, not really. No. It's just, hey, you misdirected somebody and they ended up dying. I mean, and not for anything they did. I mean, that person got stuck on a, a trail. So where's your horse, Matt, by the way? She had a horse. Where'd it go? I'm assuming it's dead. Oh, that, that seems about the old West works. <laughs> OK, fair and enough. And a lot useful. Dead. Why is where is Clara coming from, by the way? Somewhere where she can ride a horse from a sure. nearby ranch. Could we? You know what makes me care about characters and being worried that they might die? What's that, Robbie? Uh, having no background information about them, uh, never spending time with them, completely forgetting any circumstance, uh, being plot devices. That really makes me care if someone lives or dies. Like it doesn't matter if Clara dies in this river. Who cares? She's not real. She doesn't. She's not real in my mind. You haven't done the work. Who cares? Clara is saved, I guess. We never go back to the dance. We never get a moment where they go back to the dance and Luke goes, oh my god, Clara, you're here. We don't get any of this. We got to the next day, Matt. The next day. Mm -hmm. What is happening? Why on earth are we cutting to the next day? Maybe instead of having eight, seven, six minutes of... Ned Flanders song, we could have a few moments to let this plot have like characters? No, Robbie, no. We have to we have to get through this second by second to get this episode over uh, with. Okay. Uh this is basically uh the ending to the A plot uh where we where Lisa reveals to Luke what she's done. Look at those stupid city slickers with their fur coats and pointy hats. Homer, those are elk. I still hate them. Go back to Gross Point! Lisa, Clara told me about how you saved her last night. Did Clara tell you anything else? No, just that she felt mighty stupid for getting herself lost in them woods. Listen, Luke, it's my fault Clara got lost. I didn't know she was your sister, and I wanted you all to myself. You would do that just for me? That's despicable. You're the kind of city slicker my family left Central Park West to avoid. You got a lot of chutzpah, Missy. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, I had my first crush, and all it did was make me do terrible things and then break my heart. <laughs> Lisa, welcome to love. It's full of doubt and pain and uncertainty. But then one day, you find a man you love so much, it hurts. Who is he? You, homie. Woohoo! In your face, imaginary guy! Robbie, see, isn't it really funny that it turns out Luke is from New York, and, and he says words like chutzpah? That's so hilarious. This is the only thing that made me laugh, is when Lisa is upset. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> the fact... This is the only thing that made me laugh in this entire episode. I didn't laugh at any other jokes. When Lisa, when the episode just goes, 
oh no, love is terrible and Lisa is stupid. I, I'm like, what? I laugh because it's so absurd. It is so dumb and it's so clumsily executed. This is so clumsy, so bad. I I just and he. Why is the scene happening in their car as they're driving away? Why is Luke? What happened? Did they? There was the dance. Like we literally, it just is insane to me. We don't cut back to that dance at all. Like it's just forgotten. Everything is just immediately. It's forgotten. Who cares? Sweep it away under the rug. We don't want to think about it anymore. But again, there's just what this is. This is what the lesson the episode is teaching us is that you shouldn't have a crush and Lisa is an idiot and a monster. Cause I got that. Yeah. If that is the actual lesson, I'm like, okay, good. You've it's made a kind of like, it's a character assassination, but cool. Like Lisa just straight up confesses. I'm a terrible person. I'm like, Oh, cool. That's what I want out of my, my, my animated sitcom that I love all the characters. <laughs> They're just monsters. Bart and Homer kill some beavers. Uh, Lisa, Almost murders a little girl. Isn't that good, Matt? That's fantastic. Because Lisa is awful in this episode. And the only part that makes us feel good about it is when Lisa feels bad because of what she did. Because, hey, maybe she has learned something. I No, I don't I don't think that happened. There's no lesson right, actual true. here. There, there's not – like, Marge is telling Lisa the entire time, like, oh, you shouldn't fall for this boy. He's too old for you. But that's not what happened. Luke didn't do anything. Lisa misled a girl into going down some t- dark path, and she was accidentally stuck in a, in a f- sudden f- flood. Like, what is... And Lisa's like, oh, I wanted you... F-. You can teach the lesson of Lisa being, like, selfish in response to a boy without this drastic overreaction. Not everything has to be life or death. Well, it does make a character to learn something, Robbie. No, and also no, we could have had this happen over you know half of the episode instead of the last two or three minutes. Remember Lisa's rival, Matt? No, Robbie, I don't. I don't remember good episodes. Only the, bad episodes. When the thing that Lisa does that's so bad is that she like hides a di like she replaces a diorama. Yeah, but then she wouldn't learn the lesson as well as putting someone's life in danger. Okay, so we get a little stinger after the plots have been resolved as the family's driving back to springfield we get a check-in on where what's the radio like is homer's song still number one hey let's see if dad's song is finally off the air coming up next springfield's latest one-hit wonder the mo sislak connection produced by david byrne oh mo mo how do you like me how do you like me mo 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 why don't you like me nobody likes me Mm, we can spend another week at the ranch Can't be good for the struts. Uh, now Mo has a song. Mo has a song. Uh, so basically, Mo's plan worked. He kidnapped David Byrne, put him in a whole misery situation, and now he's a star. And then Homer made the car be like a horse mm-hmm. at the end there. And haha, that's probably not good for the struts. <laughs> this is bad. This is bad. It's a bad episode. It's very bad. But then again, we kind of saw that coming. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's 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 kind of like, it's just like, oh, another uh, another bad episode. It's just kind of like, oh, okay, got it, cool. Another bad one. Um, 
I don't know. It does. It finds new ways. You know, it does. There's the the terrible racism towards the Native Americans. So that's good. There's that. Anything you want to add? That is that. Anything you want to add, Matt? No. I just want to flush this from my memory and forget that it even existed. We'll, we will rank this episode at the end of the show. Hopefully by then I've forgotten most of it. Amen. Robbie, is this episode broken? <laughs> no, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see. Quick fix. Quick fix. Ah. Uh, <laughs> yes, Matt. Of course it is. I really like the, the, the. Every time you ask me, you're just you're you're. There's more like your soul has been leaving your body. There's just less and less of you remaining every time. You've, it really seems like that because every time I, I'm forced to ask, the answer is always yes. Not always, uh, but most of the time. Lately, it seems to be very bad. Um, yeah, this is this is it's. There's so many. It's a mess narratively, uh, and it's incredibly racist. Um, so, hey, what's, you know, we can, you know, the second thing is easy because you just sweep away the B plot. It's gone. I assume yep. this is, we have to, I, I guess this is a dude ranch episode. Okay. So we're going to, I think we have to make a dude ranch episode. Man. It has to be a dude ranch episode. Uh-huh. And I, I if you, uh, does Lisa and Luke have anything worth keeping? Is that worth sticking around or do we just go generic Simpsons do Western stuff? I think the Lisa and Luke thing is worth keeping around, but you have to make it a larger part of the episode, which will which will be easier once you get rid of the B plot with the stupid song and why the Christmas thing is happening in April. Again, who knows? So you get rid of that. You have a whole extra act that you can basically just push that time to Lisa and Luke and Lisa getting to know Luke and Marge having more of a problem with it. That could be basically your A plot it is Marge and Lisa in conflict over Lisa's relationship with Luke. You find Lisa gets to know about uh, uh, Clara sometime in the middle of the episode. And from then on, I don't want to say she's trying to sabotage it, but she's trying to keep Luke distracted to keep him away from Clara, which is easier to do and doesn't have to involve, you know, misdirection into the wilderness. And eventually she has to learn that, oh, Clara is actually his sister and, you know, Lisa has done something else along the lines of hiding the diorama. That's it. That's 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 easy. Yeah, I think I, I think you could have it, Lisa and Luke, you know, she has a crush on Luke. You know, I think it ultimately is. I, I don't know what the lesson is that Lisa learns. Maybe it is just simply like, oh, you. It, it, it is i think you have to set up the fact that she's a she feels lonely or something like she has to she can't find anyone to you have to set that up a little bit more because when she just suddenly falls for this kid out of the blue and then suddenly acts so irrationally to keep his attention it just makes her sound feel like a crazy person so you, you want to tone that back a little bit you want to make her feel like a little irrational but not insane so you have to, I think you have to, you know, you have to set up Lisa. I, th- I think you probably have to have substantial time at the dude ranch where Lisa is feeling left out of, you know, maybe she didn't, doesn't want to go. You have to, I think you have to set up that a lot more. And then Luke shows up. Then she has a lot of time with Luke and she's feeling like, oh, I finally, I don't know. I, I feel like a dude ranch is just, it's such a gimmicky thing. 
it's really hard to like i don't know why they chose this like it's just a bunch of western jo- bad western jokes like what are new like what's the new western joke you could do it you'd have to subvert all the expectations that movies like city slickers did which already made most of these jokes smarter ways and it didn't it also i don't think you can do it where the dude range is backwards like you can't have all these jokes about them being stupid and slaughtering a bunch of animals for no reason like you can certainly have jokes about how the west was won and stuff but i would say largely you have the everyone on the ranch be relatively progressive for their for the time and be smart characters like i think you have to do that because there are no jokes about oh look like the jokes we saw in this episode are literally all there is it's like oh yeah they killed a lot of animals like yeah they did it was good for like a two minute gag. Yeah, that's that's how life was back then. They kind of had to, and and now they don't. And maybe that's your thing: is you show in the episode that oh, you don't have to be like that anymore. We can we can work together with nature. And then that, and you put all that aside, and so maybe it's Homer and Bart trying to fulfill. If you want to be plot, Homer and Bart trying to fulfill that Western stereotype, and the actual cowboys are like, "What are you doing?" You know, like, and they have to end up saving Bart and Homer because they go oh, on some, idea, yeah. they go on some stupid Western quest. Like, oh, they need to go kill a bear or something. Um, and then the, they get almost get killed. And then the actual cowboys show up, maybe with Luke. Who knows? I, you know, like, there's a lot of things you can do, but you can't just hit these base stereotypes and expect it to be good. It's like Bonanza, literally, I'm not overstating things, when Bonanza, a Western from the 50s, was doing jokes like this, or doing things like this. And you're like, well, unless you're going to do it in some smart way, which is what the Simpsons do, they they take old portrayals of different kinds of genre, different kinds of culture, recontextualize it, and make it new and make it funny. This is just Bonanza. Like, what are you doing? Um, let me move on. Do our next segment. It's time for comments on the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments on the news group is where I look at the old nohomers.net forum, see what people were talking about uh, when the episode debuted, what they thought of it, primarily. Um, much more mixed results on this one, Matt, than well, we've that's had. That's good to know. That is good to know. It is a little. It made me feel a little bit better that it's a very kind of mediocre thoughts in, in largely. Um, only 10% gave it a 5 most gave it a three with 28%, but it's fairly, you know, even up and down the charts from one to f- one to five to, to five out of five. I picked a couple like I always do. First one. Uh, while the episode wasn't as great as the other recent ones, I really like some directions. The Simpsons is taking this episode evidence. I thought the musical scenes with the Ned song was very well done. Redeemed the episode for me, which otherwise was just average. I thought the animation was very good, too. The plot was disjointed, yes, but it was disjointed to clear sections. It wasn't just there to be a vehicle for the jokes. Both sections were very well defined and held together as full blots very well. It's clearly a plot episode. It's better than I thought it would be. Chuckled at a few of the jokes and the references were not bad. Overall, I had a positive opinion of this episode. Three out of five. Uh, next up. Eh, it was pretty bad. Stupid first act. Bad reason to go to a ranch. Recycled Lisa Crush plot. Bad humor. Not a lot of good jokes. Bad character action. Creepy voice work. Just not feeling it tonight. Two out of five. And finally, terrible episode. Tied for worst of season 14 with Helter Shelter. Stupid plot and subplot ideas. And honestly, the Maggie Britney Spears spoof was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. And I don't know why Lisa called that her first crush. 1.5 out of five. 
lot of the dis- all right there we go a lot of a lot of contention about lisa's first crush when we've seen lisa's first crush multiple times now it's not like this is the second time either it's like the fifth time yeah at least sheesh so maybe you don't do that maybe try and pick a different angle uh, but no, people didn't like it uh, largely. I I think, frankly, that the comments are more negative than the 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 poll is. The poll is relatively even. All the comments are fairly negative as I was going through them. So right. maybe maybe the people who just are don't want to leave, don't wanna take the time to leave a comment, are the people who are like, oh, this episode, I enjoyed it, so whatever. They don't have, want to, whatever. Ah, that's it for that segment. We can move on to our next. Segment. It's time for the show question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow. Our list of question of the week this week is what episode has aged the best? Uh, tons of good answers. Appreciate everyone, time. everyone who takes the time. First from Brandon on our Patreon. Uh, Lisa the Vegetarian. Despite vegetarianism being much more mainstream, perhaps in part because of the episode, the story still rings true because it's about acceptance of others more than it is about if you should eat meat or not. Uh, from Lauren, Lisa on Ice. The sibling rivalry as well as parents living vicariously through their children is still as relevant today as it was then. Additionally, women are starting to become a mainstay in men's sports. Uh, from Holly, I think the only answer is the virus juice loosener plot line in Margin Chains. No? Yeah. Can't. Unfortunately, you can't sanitize cardboard. You cannot. But you can leave it outside in your garage for 24 hours. Supposedly, that's the current... That is the, uh, the the suggestion. Yeah. Quarantine your quarantine your deliveries as well if you can. Uh, next from CT at CHTHH and Maggie makes three. Of course, it's easy to age well when you discuss ancient themes like family and struggling with making ends meet. Uh, Lauren at El Club eighty eight. Mars from Monorail is a timeless episode. The jokes and songs are timeless. It is a finely aged wine of Simpsons episode uh, from Nisa and Karma at Simpsonology. Uh, much poo about nothing and coming to America. Maybe they're just timely. Eh, timely, timely works. I think the, they just keep coming back up. I think that qualifies very easily. Uh, James at James True. underscore Warwick. Homer's phobia tackled homophobia in a smart, clever, and funny way. It was very progressive at the time. It still is to this day. It showed how absurd Homer's feelings were and people as a whole. Zap. Hey, Amen. Yes, Robin. What's your answer? I'm actually going to go with our number one episode, uh, Homer's Enemy. Uh, I think that. The frustration that Frank Grimes feels is actually very akin to what I feel when I see people out and about these days having fun and doing things they should not be doing. And I'm just like, why? Why are you people being so stupid? You're going to get other people killed. So it feels particularly appropriate now. I mean, I don't know if I'd have to pick an episode to feel that way, Matt. I can kind of just. That's true. You know. They're just, they're just kind of, that's ever present. Not necessarily just stay home guys. If you can, if you're able, please, please stay home. Um, it's a hard question. Cause there's a lot of them that, that are, that hold up really well because they deal with time honored things. Yeah. I think I'm like, I want to say like, I don't know, like the, I want to look at, I want to pick an episode that is. At least my first thought is I want to go to an episode that is about an issue, like at least the vegetarian or or um, or uh, Homer's phobia, and go. Oh well, those those topics are still very appropriate because of um, 
of because the, I guess we're, those are still topical. But I think I'm going with separate vocations. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, because it's not necessarily like it's a very simple episode. It's one that's always had a place in my heart. But it's also I think very it's you know very much about Lisa and Bart trying to figure out what they want to do with their lives and being told what to do with their lives and think and thinking oh you have to decide now look you have a test it tells you you have to decide now what you're doing and as i've gotten older i've realized that is even more farcical than it is even in this episode like there is no timeline you can do what like you can decide when you're 65, you want to try something new. You want to get into a different career. You want to pick up a new something. You can. There's no timeline. You don't have to do anything by any certain time in your life. Um, I think about it a lot. But I could easily pick, like, three dozen different episodes. Yeah. That's the the best Simpsons episodes. They are timeless. Like, you can like in you could pick an issue episode because they did highlight a lot of issues that are still relevant or you could just pick one that is just because the themes are so timeless you could con- you could look watch it at any time and go oh it works uh next week's question was the best quote from a travel episode that's hmm, it is, good it, question some dollar reduce man i thought i i foresee a lot of bart versus australia in our future but we'll see um i'll post this question on uh twitter it's at simpson show pod on twitter I post on our Patreon, patreon.com slash Simpson Show Pod. Not Simpson Show, The Simpson Show. Patreon.com slash The Simpson Show. Clean take. Um, where it's open to everyone, not just uh, patron, like people who donate. If you, you can just join and follow for free for no money, and you can see our list of questions there. No Facebook. Sorry. You can also email us, SimpsonShowPod at gmail.com. I'm still trying to find something, another place to put this maybe just respond on our website maybe i can open up this the comments on the post for this episode I'll try that if you go there and post a comment i'll look at those too um we move on to our next segment it's time for the no google trivia challenge i am too smart i am too smart smrt i mean smart the no Google Trivia Challenge for Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, one hard. Try and stump the other. Matt has a one-point lead on me. One-point lead on me. Matt, what is my easy question? All right, all of your questions today are from two bad namers. So mm. I hope you're ready for some political mm-hmm. commentary. Mm-hmm. Which Russian leader shows up with a housewarming gift for George Bush in two bad neighbors? Uh, that'd be... Boris Yeltsin. Ooh. No? I'm sorry, it's actually Gorbachev. I wanted to say Gorbachev. Aw. But then I thought, no, that can't be Gorbachev. It'd be Yeltsin. Because he's the better well known one. Well Is that an easy question, uh, Matt? Uh, it's my personation of you. What is the name of the lighthouse keeper in the mysterious voyage of Homer, Matt? Matt, you there? Earl. Okay. I was Yep, I'm, I'm here. Earl. Okay, Earl. Earl is correct. Earl. Earl. There's a lighthouse keeping robot named Earl. All right, Robbie, your medium question. Mm-hmm. How much did Mrs. Glick want for her candy dish in the rummage sale? Hmm. Like, like something dollars, Ned. She and she just she, no no wiggle room on Mrs. Glick. Right. She's just like here, fifty. 
Ooh, I'm sorry. It's ninety dollars. Ninety dollars. Only candy, Ned. Ninety dollars. Ninety. I was. I was like, I know, like, I was thinking of the syllables. I know it was like, is two syllables, some something. It's like I was like, so it's is it? It's not seventy. Mm-mm. But I was like, it's. I know it was a lot because it would be like tw- I would pay twenty dollars for it. And Mrs. Glick is like, no, it's not. Only candy though. Matt, your only candy. M- your meaning question: What records does Homer list? In mysterious voyage of Homer that he owns and likes. Oh, he's like, oh, look, no, look at Marge's records; they suck. Um, the only one I can remember is the Judeltown Pipers, but that may even be for another episode. No, uh, that, that that is from oh, the, that is from this. One. Okay, uh, I want to say it's like Jim Neighbors. Those are the only two I can remember. <laughs> Jim Neighbors, Glenn Campbell, Glenn Campbell, okay. and the Judeltown Pipers. Oh, nerds! All right, fair enough close it's my hard question man i have a feeling it's your heart i can't even we'll see you may know this because it's, um, it's kind of random sure what topic does george bush have to give a speech on while wearing the rainbow wig i have no idea uh fortitude Ooh, i'm sorry it is teen alcoholism teen... and that's why i will continue to oppose teen alcoholism in all its forms who is a proponent of teen alcoholism I don't know. Apparently somebody. I no, mean, no one's he's for it. Talking to other Republicans. So, you know, no one's for it. No one is like, oh, I want my teenager to be an alcoholic. I don't know. George W. had a lot of problems with it. <laughs> maybe maybe senior could work a little bit harder. Your hard question, Matt. Lenny's spice rack holds eight spices. We can see seven of them. Oh, God. What are they? Okay. A spice rack. What's in a spice rack? <laughs> um, well, you, I'm gonna go with bay leaves, oregano, what paprika, cumin. <laughs> um, that's four of them. Some of these must be doubles. Some must be doubles. <laughs> Eight spices. Oh, uh, let's see: cinnamon, garlic powder. Uh, what are some other normal spices you find in a spice rack? Red pepper. That's. I think that's seven. I don't know. <laughs> uh, we have oregano. What the hell? And then we also have, then we have cloves or clove oh. or clove, I guess. Clove, ginger, sage, thyme, cumin, and rosemary. Wow. Okay. Couldn't make I out. I didn't do so hot, Robbie. I couldn't make out the eighth one. It was in the corner and it was partially obscured. It was green, but that does not narrow it must down. Be, it must be the duplicate oregano. <laughs> I have like fifty spices in my in our, in our cabinet, at least. I, we have a lot of spices. That was a moment that always kind of stuck out to me. Marge seems like a person who had more than just like four spices. Yeah, I, I think at first, like that was her thing. Was oh, you know, obviously she doesn't have that many spices. She's a very basic cook. But then as the years go on, they're like, no, no, no. Everyone has more spices. In the fifties, you had four spices. And that's what Marge was supposed to be at first was like a fifties housewife kind of thing. And then as time went by, like, oh no. Everyone has more spices now. I, I literally, I, I have, I think I have literally four different types of paprika in my spice, my spices. Yeah, because it's like paprika, smoked paprika. You get, then you get the, hung, you get the Hungarian paprika. Which what is, is Hungarian paprika? I think it's Hungarian. It's literally just paprika, but it's slightly sweeter than regular paprika. It's just slightly sweeter paprika. I think it's Hungarian. I might be wrong. Um, a lot of focus on cooking in my house lately, Matt. I don't know why. Oh, maybe it's because weird. Got nothing else to do. Uh, Matt, still now is a two point lead. I mean, because I'm a big dum dum. 
Can't remember Gorbachev and his wine stain. I should probably know my Russian leaders better. Probably your your uh, early nineties Russian leaders. Was it Gorbachev was straight out of the Soviet Union. He was the first Russian, proper Russian. I believe so. Yes. Then it went to Yeltsin. I think so. Okay, I don't yeah, know. I Gorb- uh, one one of them uh, supervised the changeover, and then the other one took over. I can't remember which was which. Russian history. Um, Maz, two point lead on me. We have a few episodes to go. I still have time. Okay, it's not over yet. It's not insur- It's not, not insurmountable. Although, if I do let it get much worse than this, it will be insurmountable. And then goodbye, Robbie. Say goodbye to all your chances of success. Uh, we can move on to our final segment. The segment we end every single episode with. It's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is a part of the show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically as we watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. Let's get the, the old scroll wheel pushing hard. I'm not even using the scroll. I'm not even. Ones. I'm not even using the scroll wheel today, but I'm just clicking, clicking and dragging. Um, is worse? Is it worse than three gates of the condo? Is it worse than last week? No. Are you sure? But yeah, three gates of the condo was just so stupid and offensive to the main characters. And this one, they really focus on Lisa and not awfully so like we've seen lisa make a similar mistake into this as she pointed out lisa's rival but it's not not horrifically out of character for lisa to do something like this because again she is an eight-year-old girl but it's dang close what about what about the native american stuff Uh, it's it's bad but i mean i don't know i guess i guess three gays the condo was not offensive to gays except in the title so it wasn't a, it was not homophobic. It was barely anything. To, it was just it had like very light yeah, that's humor. True. It was just very light. I don't know. I I feel like jokes. Was, yeah, and like you know the whole gay panic that Homer has and whatnot. Um, uh, maybe you're right. Maybe it is worse than Three Gays in the Condo. It's better than Brawl in the Fam. I'll give it that. I'll say Dude Where's My Ranch. Bro- Dude Where's My Ranch has a is more coherent plot than Three Gays of the Condo, but it also right. has severe like racism. Yeah, you know what, you're right. Racism's worse. I the more I think about it, the more I'm just like, nope, this is terrible. So I mean, I would probably put it below three gays of the condo, above Brawl in the Family. Above Brawl in the Family, you say. Above Brawl in the Family. Because above Brawl in the Family is just so whacked out and crazy bad that it's just it's it's three different episodes in one in one episode. It's just goofy at best. Not much terrible racism in it though. I mean, yeah, but like I said, man, we need a wider spectrum of bad. Apparently, I mean, Brawl in the Family is also terrible. Don't get me wrong. Um, it, <laughs> it does involve Gabriel, Judge Constance Harm, has the Vegas wives in it. Hmm. I yeah, I'm okay with that. But I, what you're telling me, Matt, is this. This is not in the lowest tier. This does not make it into the garbage fire at the bottom. I mean, because that's it's the 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 line is it's everything, but it's a mad 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 margin below. See, I would put Brawl in the Family in that lowest tier. So I think we could extend the tier up one if we put it right above Brawl in the Family. If you're telling me that Brawl in the Family is not in the lowest tier, I want this to be in the lowest tier. So we're gonna have to put it below Brawl in the Family then. Brawl in the Fam that's what I'm saying. Brawl in the Family, I think, is in the tier is the lowest in the tier above the lowest tier. 
Really? Okay. See, I was assuming that Brawl in the Village. We need to color code this list. Okay. We, we can work on that, Matt. Uh, it's. Okay. I think we can, again. We can codify uh, the colors. <laughs> what, what's a bad color? What does bad mean? Um, purple, maybe. No, purple's good. I love purple. That's the thing. I like colors. I don't want to associate any. I already associate so many things with maybe these bad puke green or or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I don't think Brawl in the Family is in that list because I, I, this list, the bottom, the bottom garbage fire tier is either character assassination or terror or uh, like literally uh, like plots that don't even make an attempt at like, it's the, the ending of uh kill the, it's I'll kill the other gay run or missionary impossible frying game game plots that are so stupid. And so like, a, so purposefully, lazy that i can't mm. or they're really you know full of racism and or sexual assault like simpson's safari the strong arms of the mall um so that's why that's why i would say i would put it below brawl in the family and make it a new top tier of the garbage fire like i said if you don't i think brawl in the family is part of that bottom tier because of its massive amounts of incoherence bringing back the vegas wives but if we're not saying that Brawl of the Family is part of the lowest tier, then we have to put this episode below Brawl of the Family. It's just required. I don't think Brawl of the F- I mean, here's the thing, Matt. I've I'm pretty sure Brawl of the Family is it's is terrible. I don't think it's that terrible. Um uh, I think it's just very incoherent. Which and it's just a hair enough to keep it out of this list. The bottom the bottom bottom tier. Okay. And I don't want to rewatch it to like figure it out. <laughs> so Fair enough. I would say we put this as the new number two eighty three and the new top of the the garbage fire. And it's the Native American stuff that puts it over the top for me. It's nothing to like. It's the the plot is the plots are incoherent. It's more the fact that you know just these lazy portrayals of Native Americans and the beavers and mm-hmm. nonsense it's just nonsense absolute nonsense nothing there all right your number 283 on our list is dude where's my ranch right below brawl in the family right above it's a mad 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 marge number one on our list is still homer's enemy last one on our list is still the strong arms of the maw next week's episode matt may it please be better than this one is old yeller belly oh this is the one where santa's little helper doesn't defend the family and the cat gets all the credit I don't I don't remember. I literally don't remember this at all, so I have no idea. The sounds it's well, Sansel we'll Helper see. and the cat and Duff and Duff Beer, they're like all involved with each other. Um right. I don't remember any of this. Literally no memory of this episode, which not is a good probably not a good sign. It definitely is not, Robbie. It definitely is not. I don't remember being terrible, so hey. Uh but we'll we'll watch it next week. You guys can watch along with us if you want. Uh that'll do it for us today. Uh, you can find all this stuff at our website, thesimpsonshow.com. Links to new episodes, to best episode ever list, link to our Patreon, our Twitter, all there. You can find me online on Twitter at Robbie Dorman. My website is RobbieDorman.com, has links to all my podcasts and all my books. You can buy my books there. Claim my newest novel underneath. It's a horror story full of body, body horror, paranoia, terror in the Antarctic. Great for fans of the thing. Have a new book coming out soon. As soon as I have a date for it, I will tell you about it. Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. That's true. I'm gonna go rescue some tigers. Let me get my. No, no, we'll see. I don't. 
Matt. I hate. Can I say oh, here? Can I officially say this? I'm gonna. I'm not gonna talk about it on any other podcast. So I'm gonna talk about it now. I hate the idea. I hate. I didn't. I'm not gonna watch that show. I hate Tiger King. You shouldn't. It's terrible. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's exploitive garbage. Like I don't. Those people are not heroes. They're all monsters. I don't want them talked about. They should all be in jail. All of them, except for like the sanctuary people. Like if you have an official like tiger sanctuary that's good for the tigers, okay. But mm-hmm. everyone, they're all just monsters that abuse these poor animals. They all should be in jail. Like none of them are heroes. They're all bad people. I don't want you. They're, you shouldn't make. They should not be talked about. Forget their names. Oh. Uh, we, uh, I'm Robbie, and I'm Matt, and they'll watch this episode. <laughs> Shh.